0: The big story from the Straits Times on Muddy FM 89.3. With the Omicron wave subsiding, how close are we to easing safe management measures? While well, we hear from an expert, you're watching The Big Story with me, Hayranto Diman. Subscribe to the Straits Times channel so you will not miss a single episode. Singapore's COVID-19 weekly infection growth rate is below 1 for the 8th straight day with 17,051 total cases reported last night. Out of the nearly 16,900 local cases, some 14,500 were detected through ART, meaning they were assessed by a doctor to have mild symptoms. The other 2,300 or so were identified via PCR tests. Meanwhile, the number of people in hospital was at 1513 yesterday. 50 were in ICU and another 187 needed oxygen support. Health Minister Ong Kang told Parliament yesterday that there are good indications that the Omicron wave has peaked and is starting to subside. Let's get an expert's insights with Associate Professor Alex Cook, Vice Dean of Research at NUS's Swee Suihok School of Public Health. Professor, in light of what Mr Ong said yesterday, how close uh, is Singapore to easing safe management measures? I think they were tantalisingly close. Right now, the number one
1: problem we're facing with COVID is not the number of cases, and it's not even the number of people who are in ICU, which was the worry that we had during the Delta wave last year. But rather, is the sheer volume of people who are in hospital because of COVID or, or with a COVID infection. It's about 1,500 people are hospitalized right now. And, that's, and to give you a sense, that's more than the number of hospital beds in National University Hospitals. You can imagine both the workload that that is imposing on the healthcare workers, as well as the disruption to our other essential services for chronic diseases, for example. This number of people in hospital with COVID will fall as cases fall, and I think it may already be falling. Um, And so I would expect that by the end of March or perhaps the middle of April, the situation in our hospitals should be a lot better. Um, And at that point, the healthcare system would be more ready to cope with any recrudescence of the epidemic as we proceed to relax measures further.
0: Professor, uh, barring what you've just said, of course, uh, the high number of uh, patients hospitalised, in terms of the severe COVID-19 cases, uh, it is still relatively manageable at least compared to when it was the Delta variant. Uh, Apart from that, we have a high vaccination and booster rate and the public is uh, becoming more comfortable with home recovery. Now, These seem like favourable conditions for a further reopening. So is Singapore behind the curve in that regard compared with the other countries. So
1: I think if you look at those other countries, countries which have experienced Omicron already, they waited until after their peak before they started or resumed their reopening. So in our case, our Omicron wave is later than those other countries. Therefore, yeah, we would look at them and say, well, we're reopening later than them, but it's because our Omicron wave has been happened later than their Omicron wave was. Um, We do really need to avoid overwhelming the hospitals, the impact that's going to have on the um, on healthcare workers and on the services that we provide. But I, I do agree with you that if you ex if you exclude our hospital situation, actually yes, we're in a very favorable situation. So I think that once um, the number of hospitalized cases falls, then um, we we can seriously think about how we're gonna reopen um, over the, the weeks and months ahead.
0: Experts like yourself have stressed that we shouldn't focus on the daily case numbers. Uh, However, with this top-line figure in the five digits now, you mentioned it earlier as well, it means more people are not well enough to work and that disrupts the workforce, teachers, bus drivers and even our own colleagues. uh, Will we see our daily numbers drop to pre-Omicron levels?
1: Yes, there's definitely a lot of impact in the workforce and the economy just now due to the high number of infections, which bear in mind is more than the number of confirmed infections that MOH reports because many infections don't get diagnosed. Well, the case counts will abate. And the question is really, how long is it going to take and to what level is it going to end up with? Um, large epidemic waves, when there's, there's um, no change in, in policies, they tend to be symmetric. And so it takes about the same time to get from the foothills to the peak as it does to get back down again from the summit back down to the foothills. So if we if we look at a trajectory this year, um, and then we mirror that, do we would project then that by the end of March, we should be back below 10,000 cases a day, give or take the, the Tuesday peaks that we always see. Um, and then perhaps by the end of April, we could be back to the level that we had in, in December. But this, this projection is posited under not being uh, a policy change, not being any behavioral changes. And so if we reopen, if we do reopen before the end of April, which I hope we do, then we would expect to see some resurgence of the epidemic at that point. But because by that time, many of us, probably most of us, will have been infected, um, any second Omicron wave would likely be a lot smaller than the current one and therefore would pose little threat to the healthcare system. So at that point, um, I think, although that there's, there's a risk of a new variants or other black swan events, otherwise we should be firmly into the, the beginning of the endemic stage where the policies for pandemic mitigation that we currently have are no longer
0: worthwhile and we can drop them. Professor Cook, always a pleasure to have you and your perspectives. Uh, Associate Professor Alex Cook from the Sorcery Hawk School of Public Health at NUS.